something. I want to see. I want to hear. Yeah. I want to hear uh, what's coming. Yeah. Yep. You got it, Matt. I can't stop talking anyway, so you're going to hear it. Uh, hello, OIMOP <laughs> listeners on the replay. I always forget to hit record on these calls, and luckily, I just like stopped Matt, who I'm about to throw under the bus because he's a friend of mine. Um, I just stopped him like mid-sentence, and I'm like, wait, hang on. I got to record this because I, I have thoughts here. So, Matt, let me summarize some stuff you just said. I'm not going to make you say that again. You mentioned a couple of things that have happened recently for you. For one, you hit 10,000 uh, Twitter followers. Which is yeah. big congrats, by the way. I actually just kudos. Um the what's the name of that guy's app? I can't remember now. JK Molina is the guy on Twitter and his yes. app is Tweet Hunter, right? That's it, right? Yes. 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 Tweet Hunter, right. Um so you had a call with his team or whatnot, and they also do like not just the Tweet Hunter app, but uh like what would you call it? Coaching, consulting. Coaching, consulting, uh, ghostwriting, they, they kind of take over the whole thing for okay. a while. Okay. They, they offer that. Yeah. Um, that's pretty expensive. Uh, six, five figures, five figures. Five figures. For their, yeah. for their program. Um, you also mentioned some advice they gave you, which was <laughs> increased product price, uh, anchoring, like increased product price and anchoring, putting up some like unbelievably expensive thing that the one-off person might actually buy, even though it costs like $75,000, but really that's price anchoring and a few other things. And let me respond to all those because I have thoughts on this before I actually do the, the price and product stuff and anchoring, yada, yada. I'll comment on tweet hunter. So I've actually been looking at using tweet hunter, not the agency, thing that you mentioned, but just the app in the last couple of weeks, because two people that I not only follow on Twitter, but I'm also on their email list and so on and so forth. They both mentioned that tweet Hunter is like the secret to their success. And these are two people that I trust very highly and that have, I'm going to argue massive Twitter followings, not massive, like millions, but massive, like they've only been in this game for like a year or two and they got way more followers than me. More than 10K. And they're doing well. It's not just like padded numbers. Like, oh, so you have 3 million Twitter followers. Those are bots and yada, yada. No, this is like (laughs) they actually have engaged communities and they make money from this. Hmm. Um, And actually, no, three people, not just two, three people. One of which was Ian, who I bought his product a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember if I shared it in Online Impact yet or not. But I bought this dude's product and apparently so did... I don't know how many other people, but he made like $35,000 in the past two weeks from this product, mostly from Twitter. Maybe he has an email list. I don't actually know. I can't imagine it's massive though, because he's really active on Twitter. Like this thing. Anyways, so I've been looking into uh, Tweet Hunter. I've been reading their emails and they're open. Um, like I, I opted in for their thing like two weeks ago and they have like their funnel, their welcome funnel or whatever. I've been reading those and stuff. So just between me and you, I wouldn't do, excuse me, I wouldn't do their agency thing personally, not because of the high price tag, but because honestly, their whole app is Twitter easy mode. And it's like, Mm. well, which is it? It's either Twitter easy mode or we pay you $12,000 for it to be easy mode, which is it? And one of you is lying. And from (laughs) what I understand, I'm just being honest, that's, that's a contradiction, isn't it? 
right? Oh, no, you need to pay us $12,000 because look how hard it would be if you did it on your own. But yet their sales page for their app says like, you can do this on your own and we make it so easy via the app. Sorry, that's just a rant. But from what I understand, the app is actually A+. A+, at least from the couple of people that I've known. And we've tried it. I have not dove in yet. Is dove in a word? I'm not sure. I haven't dived in. Doesn't matter. I haven't looked at the app yet, but I hear it's absolutely good. So maybe I would try that first before paying agency stuff. This is my my personal opinion, my personal advice. Second, um, I am really wary. This is just my opinion, Matt. I don't know what you should do, by the way. I'm sorry. I'm just throwing you under the bus here as an excuse to talk about things. I'm really wary of anybody who leads with this idea of just blanket increased prices. Or not leads with it, but like really leans into this heavily. I feel like it's an easy answer. I feel like it's a cop out. And I feel like it makes me as someone who's followed people like JK, JK Molina and a thousand other people over the past 13 years. It makes me like kind of cringe. I'm like, this is kind of a really small tale that you don't know what you're talking about. And I've given that advice too, by the way. And that's kind of a tall tale sale, tall tale sign that I didn't know what I was talking about. I fully admit that it seems like good advice, even when anybody says it, but I just question people now that that's not even his thing. His thing is about growing your Twitter audience and monetizing it. And if anybody on his team was like, well, you're going to have to increase your prices and do some price anchoring with a $75,000 offer. My head goes to, okay, y'all don't actually have any original ideas and you haven't been doing this service work for long else. You wouldn't be saying that as like a solution of what you're going to help me do. It just it just feels iffy to me. I'm not saying they're bad, but that just kind of rubs me the wrong way because it's a very popular thing to do right now. And it has been mm. for years, right? Like high ticket offer, increase prices, charge what you're worth. This whole trend, this whole movement. I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's very trendy to talk about and say as well. So um, one more thing you said, though, and then I'll shut up for a minute. I do think you map specifically should do what you were just off air saying you were going to do, which is go back and update your, your homepage or your services page, which has, you, you mentioned maybe it just has like one link to a Calendly thing. Now book your free 30 minute console right here. And then you have like some bullet points and a paragraph before that, uh, rocking the do, do the work shirt on that page. I see. I do think you should implement this for a few reasons. Number one, Courses are courses, but it's also personal finance and courses are, I don't know. It just, it seems kind of tough. It almost seems like group coaching or services, financial coaching, financial consulting, or whatever you want to call it. It seems like it's a very valid path. And it also seems like what you do. Like if somebody met me at FinCon, I was like, what does Matt do again? I'd probably promote financial engineer. And I would also say like, oh yeah, he has experience doing all the things you listed right down here, mm. right? Like I have international finance or banking or like whatever, and then financial consulting experience. And I don't know. That's what I think of you as. And this page you got right here, I don't think is doing you a whole lot of favors. I think you should still do the free 30 minute call, but I might spend a little bit more time to like flesh this out. Maybe add one or two more things people could hire you for directly. <laughs> Even if one's like a, you know, $15,000 coaching package that no one's that hardly anyone's ever going to buy, but it's there 
anchoring or whatever. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you and I agree with them. Like, I think that could actually be worth your time and energy. That's all. Hmm. That's all. Thanks. I like your head. I like where your head's at. It's definitely in the right direction. And also, you should try out Tweet Hunter and get back to me and let me know how it goes. It's noted to do list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, uh. yeah, I don't trust this dude though. JK. I'm just well, yeah, I, I think he's he's doing quite well. He's he's fine. It's uh probably the, the point was like uh they they kind of say we help clients who aim at 30k per month uh on on online right and then of course the the only thing i so far really really have up on the website is the money course which you rightly said is like so many people do have money courses uh why you should pay for this one when you get uh, so many things for free and uh, it, it's very hard to 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 go about that but we we had about 20 sales there but it's it's not that many right for all the effort put in so we we have this this so-called six weeks course we we did it like three times one-on-one -on -one, um each like twice a week in the evening one to two hours on zoom and uh, there was so much time in there so i i believe the course is really really good um, but it's a it's a beginner's course it's a wake up to money course kind of thing mm -hmm. and uh, so when when we said okay how to reach 30k it's of course super easy to say oh you just need to have something for 5k and then six clients will be enough already to get there because my second point was i don't want to sell more of my time so that that's that you know i'm here to do online business because it should be scalable leverageable and all these kind of things so uh, yeah, if I if I offer more things for free or for one two hundred bucks, then I, I can book my whole day, twenty hours a day, four hours sleep, and then yeah, I'm a successful online entrepreneur, right? I don't want that. I want I want to have something that works without me eventually, and therefore, also even I have a five k offer. Of course, it brings more money, it's more flexibility, but definitely it it must be like tons more harder, <laughs> and whether or not they get me there um to have something else like a package and uh i will see so yeah i got you that's the dream right mm. <laughs> sure i always have a dream yeah never never do anything without a dream well, i mean that's all of our dreams the passive yeah. income or at least the leveraged income of course yeah yeah are you one of our OI members who has been doing more stuff on LinkedIn? I did not too much there, but I, I figured actually my kind of, um, when it goes to more professional offerings, you know, like I, I sometimes look at my Imagineer thing and then it, I, I started the financial Imagineer because I want to inspire people who usually don't go to look up banks or don't have the money to go to banks. They want to have something entertaining, inspiring and uh, uplifting in a way. So the content there should be accessible to a broader audience. So my, my target group there is not your actually not the person who probably should buy my coaching package for 5k or something right so there the mismatch is there so and i i kind of also don't want to start another brand yet but on linkedin i have more my my higher niche yeah. uh audience and there 
I occasionally share some blog posts. That's it. So that's about how far it goes. And I, I do have a LinkedIn page for the Momentum Outlet for promoting our uh, listed strategy um, on, at the Swiss Exchange. So we have two listed products at the moment. It's like funds that we run, active trading strategies. And uh, there we do have a LinkedIn thing. And that one actually works very well because we can target all the, the family offices, the advisors, and all the people who will sell that for us. So so there, I think it works better. And I think to, to each product or offer, there is the, the outlet for it, right? And uh, therefore, the Imagineer is something I haven't quite figured out at the end. But for me, it's a passion project. I love it. And I, I will continue to 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 do stuff there to to push it further. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not on LinkedIn a ton. I just know that some people are like swearing by it right now. LinkedIn LinkedIn gives you much more exposure. Like in Twitter, if if nobody likes your Twitter, uh, your tweet, maybe within fifteen to twenty minutes. Uh, your tweet is gone. You know, it, you can write it off. You could even delete it and republish it two hours later and see if somebody clicks like. But on, on LinkedIn, the, the bloody thing will be up like for two days eventually. And even like two, three days later, if one person clicks again, it, the great thing there is if, if let's say somebody very influential clicks on your thing and gives you a like or a comment, um, the whole all the people linked up to that guy will also be able to see your stuff. So it's the algo there really, really serves you. And it is probably what Facebook used to be like three, four years ago on Facebook before. Um, I remember when I started my account there, it was very easy to get audience. But then at one point, I think they, they simply said, oh, this is a business page. We want you to pay for engagement and thing. And then I think the, the whole Facebook page kind of stuff started to die off there or it, it moved on to instagram or somewhere else but um yeah all these algos i i really think is very very interesting what's going on and i'm super curious of course uh what what's going to happen to twitter now as elon musk takes over uh there's so many everybody speculating right video will come back will he have more will he have a marketplace will he do this will he do that the x app you know so I, I think it's uh, quite interesting to look at Tweet Hunter for me. In that case, it's a if you if you work a bit more on Twitter, no matter what the Elon is going to do, um, I believe the platform will improve eventually. I hope it will improve. I hope it's not like another dead end trap where at the end you have to pay for everything. <laughs> um, Let's see. So, so that could be very interesting for me to to still focus more on that one. Instagram, I've never tried, but LinkedIn for professional stuff is very good. But I, I think at the beginning to 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 end my answer to your question, at the beginning of my blogging journey, I I refrained from using LinkedIn because all my professional friends were were, were linked up there. And I was like semi-anonymous or like I didn't really put my head too much out first to see what's going to happen and see does it really work before I promote more. And uh, I guess that's why I didn't start it there too much. But the, the longer, the more I think, yeah, you can use it depending on what you offer, right? You have my, my audience and there's some people that could be clients there. And if they see it, why not? 
you have nothing to lose, right? And the, the algo definitely is much, much better than the other social media platforms. It seems like LinkedIn just has like more people there compared to the people like that are actually posting. So it just has like less content to be yes, showing yes. to people. So like they're limited to what they have to show. So they're like, oh, we'll show it to people because we don't have anything else because nobody's posting anything, but they're coming here to look at stuff. So that kind of, it does give you an advantage if you're posting stuff. Um, mm. And a lot of people don't want to post stuff there because they like want to be able to get a job. It's like where they want to be a professional. So like, that's where they're like, I'm not going to post my weird drama and this stuff because I don't want everybody to see it here, but they're still on there. And so they're scrolling to see what other people posted. And so if you are posting, it is advantageous in that sense. Yeah. I, I sometimes feel if if like a, a former boss clicks on something, suddenly some people that still work for him also start to click. It's like permission has been given. <laughs> it is sort of weird, but like also the like LinkedIn, if you like pay for like there's a paid version, right? Like you can pay to for like I don't know what they call it. And then you, you can you can see pay for who's... you can see who is watching you. Yeah, you can see who reads your posts, and that's <laughs> creepy and weird. <laughs> but they give you they give you a bit of that uh, for free. So if if people look at your profile, um, you get it. But it's it's a little bit you have to do some detective work there. It's, oh, somebody from this and that industry from the area there watched your profile, and then usually when you click on that area, you you probably have three four people, and most likely one of them you will know. <laughs> Or it'll show you, sometimes I've seen it, it'll show you, like, these three people clicked and 12 others, like, upgrade <laughs> here to see who they were. <laughs> I think it's interesting because for me, when I when I promote something like a trading strategy, it, it at least shows who showed interest, right? And then if you do have that feature, you could basically simply send another email or something that has nothing to do with LinkedIn, right? And then you, you kind of reactivate something. And um, it's a very, very subtle way to to keep the leads warm in a way. Or maybe you give a give a phone call at the right moment. That that's how you can convert eventually because you see them sneaking up on you. That shows they're interested, but for whatever reason they don't click through or write to you. I'm browsing LinkedIn right now. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, I was gonna say. It's the only social media, social media, is it, is it social media? It might as well be. It's the only social media I'm aware of where people are actually expecting other human beings to go dive into their archives. Oh yeah. Right? And they're weary of that. You don't just want to post shit on LinkedIn because mm -hmm. it's like, well, I'm going to, I have a job now or I might in the future. Most people, maybe not everybody, but like most people are like the reason you're on LinkedIn so other people will go back and see what you've done. Yes. <laughs> it's yes, not yes, like yes. that for any other social media I'm aware of. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I think it probably has the highest proportion of like real people using their real names. <laughs> like yeah. there's probably still a huge number of fake profiles, but it's still probably out of all the platforms, the highest number of real people. Um, which is interesting. 
Yeah. yeah, it's it's like your CV, right? Your online CV, and uh, any good HR, if you apply somewhere or something, they will they will have to go to see your LinkedIn. So interesting. Yeah, fascinated now. All right. <laughs> so funny. And that's also a really big place for like spam and schemes and like. Oh yeah. Like it's yeah. not. It's like some really big. I don't know. Like there's bad things that happen on LinkedIn and like places will send you fake job offers that are really some sort of scam and like it's not a safe place. Okay, I didn't have the pleasure to bump into those yet, so but that's that's interesting. I also know it's wow. one of the most annoying for people like sending you messages and like emails from the platform. I get a lot of cold, cold mails there. Oh my god. Not a big fan of that. Anyways. You know what else I just noticed the other day? Um, my my old senior, when I was first in public accounting, her name was Simone. Uh, just maybe a year or two older than me. Um, she, was, she was just awesome. Like, she was phenomenal. Really close to her while I was working there and so on and so forth. She had no interest in, like, entrepreneurship or any of the content or anything. She was on Instagram and stuff like that even during that time. But she was like just a consumer. She didn't create content. I mean, she knew any of that stuff. Super bright. Well, I left that job, but we remain connected and she continued to get promoted and she was manager. And then she went to a different firm. I saw like four or five years ago and I don't know what she is now, but she's like, I don't know. The point is, I went and found her, or I saw something on LinkedIn of her creating content, like TikToks and Reels and so forth. And it turns out she's doing like a side hustle, I guess we would call it, like her own personal finance consulting or coaching or, or something. I think it's it's less personal finance and more like, you know, I'm a financial planner, like certified, that sort of stuff. But her content uh, was just cracking me up. Like you could tell she just got into this like less than a year ago. And she's like trying to produce content for these platforms. And it just got me thinking like how many more people are doing this sort of shit than like <laughs> a decade ago. No joke. Like the number is just skyrocketed. Just uh, absolutely skyrocketed. It's crazy to me. Everybody. Employee. Entrepreneur. Self-employed. Coach freelance like everybody is producing content and specifically to like promote their own stuff <laughs> mm. it's just mm. wild like i think it's awesome that. it's awesome i also have more friends who try to do their own things and of course online 20 years ago people were laughing at you right oh what is yes. what, what are you doing? selling books online ha 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 amazon <laughs> Uh, now, of course, if I think because we started maybe a little bit earlier than others, we have a head start, but th this is still, I believe, the future. And I hope my kids will start early enough for, for their thing because um, the bigger the brand, the bigger my reach gets or the bigger the brand gets, the, the more like leverage you have if you want to talk to someone or the, the, the more your world opens up. When, when I used to be at the big corporate world, 
um, the logo of my employer was usually the door opener, the key. And the the more famous your employer, to more people you can talk. So when I when I went to Taiwan with my UBS business card, they uh, they they usually say, "Oh, you have to meet my friends. When do you have time again?" You were a hot commodity with that. But then the moment I I quit there. I realized there is a few people they actually work with me because they like me. And there are some people they work with the brand, right? And yeah. I'm just the dude that the brand hired to do the job. Mm-hmm. So, and there, that was very interesting for me. And then uh, I, I really realized, okay, you got to build your own brand because later, what, what where are you? And what do you do? Who, if you want to sell something, of course, that that's given that, right? And if if you get started, I think you you also start. It's like a snowball. The the bigger you get, the easier it gets at at one point, I believe. So it's like if you produce content and you have two x, five x, ten x of subscribers, more people see it. It's it's easier to reach someone that really to hit a home run for people to share it onwards to to retweet or to forward to their friends and all these things. And uh, I think for a lot of people, this is very hard to, it's like for, for money, I call it financial gravity. It's like the, the gravity, the initial jump you have to take to get into orbit, you know, this is getting harder because there's more and more people around. Uh, you know what? That, that makes sense. Um, I'm thinking about doing a YouTube video on this soon. Pivoting away from the start a blog or start a podcast or start a YouTube channel or whatever for making money for a side hustle, but going the opposite direction and saying, start a blog or podcast or YouTube channel or whatever socials, um, to get, I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase this. I don't know. Basically to have more fun out of your, out of the things you enjoy doing in life. Mm. And I have lots of examples. First and foremost, the niche site and the niche uh, YouTube channel on mechanical keyboards. I haven't read that one. Creating you and co. Um, it's gotten me. It's so easy for me to like email brands now and be like, hey, you want to send me some free stuff? That's all <laughs> I'm really after. I'm just honest with you. And I, I just get stuff now. It's amazing. I have brands that email me mostly the smaller brands at this point, but I'm hoping to like, you know, move up as I continue to get YouTube subscribers, <laughs> et cetera. And I'm like, oh, I just, I didn't think about this before, but man, it's so easy now for me to do this. And more examples would be like doing blog is not big. It's not huge. Well, in fact, definitely not big. Right. But even just having my podcast, not the YouTube channel, the YouTube channel, people can see your subscriber counts and your views, they don't know that on podcasts. They just see the podcast and they'd be like, oh, this, this MFR has like, you know, hundreds of episodes here. I get connections through that podcast. I can talk with almost anybody I want to in the online marketing world. It's it's really easy to get a hold of people. It's really easy to chat with mm-hmm. people for a podcast mm-hmm. interview. And um oh, 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 a local blog, especially like a local food blog, if you lived in like a bigger area. I was talking to Melody about this at the retreat a little bit, um, the online impact retreat. She's like, yeah, I'm thinking about using this to get free meals and stuff at like restaurants <laughs> nearby, like just going out of the blue and be like, Hey, look, I got a YouTube channel or a blog or whatever, like right here. Like 
I would love to write a review of your restaurant. Can you, can we come by or whatever? Not even like asking for free stuff, but you know, just can we come by and do it? And knowing that you'll get like good treatment or something, if they knew you were coming in, I don't know. There's like a bunch of ideas. There's other stuff I've been thinking about. Like, let's say you're really into chess, which a lot of people are. Chess is like the fastest growing game on the entire internet, which is really weird. FYI. But if you were really into chess, like start a chess podcast and start talking to people for like three months. And then you could probably interview like some of the more famous people in the chess world. Probably could. I don't know. I haven't done it, but just thinking of this as an idea to get more fulfillment out of the things you enjoy in life, whether it's food, whether it's services, whether it's free internet or free trips to Disney or which is actually (laughs) something I'm going to be talking about to my friend Lee Huffman soon. Um, I don't know. I just think there's a broader idea that not a whole lot of people are really pursuing to the extent that they could not that it'll make them a million dollars, but it might actually improve their quality of life and bring them a lot of joy. Mm. I'm going to rant about that soon. I just decided I'm writing that down. Rant is not over. Pete will be back for a rant 2.0 <laughs> coming to a podcast near you. Podcasting still underrated, underrated and overrated. It's both. Um, what would you call that? Mm. Using content for a happier life. I don't know what to call that. I'm sure there's words there, but I don't have it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stop recording now. See you later, everybody listening on the replay.